Oh, That's Random Podcast. The show with a spin on everyday real life. Random topics that will have you like, what? With that guy, your guy, the one and only Nerdy G. Let's go, ladies and gentlemen. This is your guy. Let me do that again. I say let's go, ladies and gentlemen. This is your your host of the one and only Nerdy G. And uh, here we are today, back again with another episode. It's going to be a roller coaster ride, maybe a pressure box or something like that. Maybe the ball's in your court. Listen, Nerdy's Umbrella, everything, everywhere you go. Nerdy'sUmbrella.com. Nerdy's Umbrella on Instagram. Nerdy's Umbrella on Twitter. Follow me in. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Reddit, wherever you get your stuff at, it's Nerdy's Umbrella, right? And also, be sure to go pick up some of that merch. And then also, don't forget to go pick up my book, man, ladies and gentlemen. It's the book called It May Not Be For You. If you read it, you'll see why it's not possibly, maybe, truly 100% for you. Anywho, let's go ahead and jump into today's uh, topic. Listen, guys, I'm getting right to it. Uh, I've had some inspiration some things to to kind of transpire, kind of send me on a roller coaster ride, uh, because I, I I do my best to stay away from anything that's a conspiracy theory or anything like that, and I don't want to sound like a crazy madman or anything like that. Okay, that's never, 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 never my intention. I want you guys to know that first and foremost, never that. But I do have an ideal. I do have an ideal of how society wants us to be in life, or how they see fit for the American life to move forward. And I had a couple of epiphanies. Uh, didn't cost me 50 at Tiffany's, okay? But I had a couple of epiphanies this week that um, helped me to understand, like, listen, I know that this is the way that you think. I know this is the way that you see it. But you're not too far off, and you're not really wrong in what, what your thinking is, okay? And the reason is that, the reason the reason that is is because, TED Talks, everybody knows what a TED Talk is, right? Everybody, well, no, everybody doesn't know what a TED Talk is. A TED Talk is where, hey, you go up there, you have something that you're good at, that you've seen in a different light, and you speak on it, and you talk to it in front of a bunch of college kids or just a bunch of kids, period. But you, you give your view on life, and whether it's extreme ownership or whether it's innovation or whether it's the art of not giving an F. You know, those are two of my favorites, if you guys can tell. But um, I shared this with a group of people, and it's about innovation, right? And it was about trying something new every day for 100 days or a year or whatever the case. Make sure whatever it is, you just do something new. So after that, I was like, okay, cool. Not a problem, all right? The group says, hey. I mean, I said, how do you feel about that? I'm inspired. I'm inspired. I feel good. I feel great. I feel, I feel like I can do something. All right, cool. So tell me what it is that you do right now. Tell me what it is that you do right now. And what we'll do is whatever you do normally, I'll try. Because if I've never tried it, I'll try it for myself. Because that's what I guess that's the way that I want this to work. Because if we're a group and we're together and we're going to do things and we want to try this out and we feel inspired by this, then why not? You tell me something that you do, I possibly might not do. And then I'll tell you something that I do. And you may try it or not try it, or you might try somebody else's in the group, but whatever it is. 
Well, when it came to that point of asking people what they do, it was like pulling teeth. Everybody muted up. Everybody muted up. Nobody, no, nobody wanted to say anything. And I felt like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's personal. Okay, I'm getting too personal. Okay, how about this? Just tell me something that it is that you do. What's a hobby? Everybody muted up again. I thought I was in a twilight zone. I was like, this can't be real. Sitting there and I'm thinking in my mind, I'm like, this age group ranges from about 30 to 55. And I'm thinking to myself, technically this is the, this is like the waiting phase. This is truly the waiting phase in society. If you think about it and what I mean by waiting stage, when you go back to things, right? If you go back and you listen to my view on how I see society, there's only so many positions out there, right? There's only so many positions that, you know, so many is there can only be so many business managers, so many directors, so many vice presidents. There only can be so many of those things at certain companies or at companies, period. But once you get between that age, between 30 and 55, basically you're just waiting, depending on where you're at in your career. You're just waiting for a spot or you're waiting for a position to open. But also, technically, if you have your kids, your kids should be young. Society wants your kids to be around that five to seven year age in your 30s because that's going to slow you down. That's going And what I mean is going to slow you down because if you value your children and you love your children, you're going to want to be there for them. So you're going to want to go to the soccer games, the football games, the basketball games. You're going to be taking your money. You're going to be investing your money into your children. You're going to make sure that you guys live somewhere comfortable, but you're going to be investing a lot of money into your children. So that what that means is that a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit, your dream is going to die. You, the chances of you actually paying attention and focusing and going to do your job or go to do your dream and focus on your dream, that's going to die a little bit every day because you're going to be making a sacrifice to make sure that your children have the best life possible. That's what society wants you to do. Move it a little bit forward. Had a different group. Let them listen to the TED Talk, Extreme Ownership. Remember the first group, they muted up. They, they, they didn't want to say anything. They, was, they, they were stuck. They were in that waiting phase. Talk to this other group, same, same, same age range, 30 to 55. And then talk to them. I let we watch extreme ownership. Asked them what do they take from it. Got got I got a lot of participation. Said, okay, cool. I said, um, one of the young ladies, she told me, she goes, Well, nerdy, to be honest with you, nobody tells you what it takes when they speak about ownership. I say, do tell. She says, when it comes to ownership, nobody tells you everything that comes with it. Nobody tells you the pressure that comes with it. Nobody tells you the responsibility, the responsibilities that come with being an owner or taking ownership of anything. I said, okay. I say, indulge me. She said, goes, she goes, I'm a wife, I'm a mother, and I'm a career woman. I said, okay. She says, my husband has expectations of me. My children have needs of me. My job has expectations and requirements from of me. I said, yeah, correct. She goes, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't hit all of those with my children, with my husband, and with my job. I said, okay, that's cool. She said, the reason why I don't 
is because I'm scared of failure. And boom, right there in that moment, I said, oh, no. Oh, no. Listen, let me tell you why I said, oh, no. I thought this was a, I, I, I thought this was a younger generation thing. My son told me he can't fail because he cannot fail because he has all of the technology right in his hand. I said, okay. An older person told me, hey, nerdy, I'm older than you. I know better, so I'm, I'm old. Because I'm older, I should know better than you. And at this point in my life, I should be done with all of my failures. But then to have somebody around my age group to tell me the reason why they don't like taking ownership is because they're scared of failure. Now, for me, that was eye-opening and it pushed me back a little bit. It pushed me back a little bit because I was like, so it's not a young person thing. It's not an old person thing. It's just a people thing. That's all it is. It's a people thing. A people thing where people are scared to fail in this day of age of life. People are scared to fail. But my question is, if failure is the life's greatest teacher and if nobody's failing, then what the hell's going on? Because for me, if I can't learn anything, if I think I'm always big time, big adi, 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 and I know everything, and I can't learn from anybody else, and I can't fail, how does that help us going forward in the future? If you never fail, how do you get better? Biggest guy out there in the world, right? Biggest guy out there in the world. Biggest music star. Everybody know him, Drake. El Drake. For the dogs. You know him. In a song, he has a line. He goes, I never fail, but if I, if I ever fail, I'll, self, I'll self-destruct. That was pretty telling to me. We're about the same age. That's pretty telling to me. To say that you, if you fail, you feel like you will self-destruct. This pressure of not being able to or not wanting to fail has put me back in this deal where it, it, it sent my mind. was like, yo. Even at the highest level, when I say the way that society has a hold of us, the way that they not so much as dictate our life in a aggressive way, but it's more of a passive aggressive where we're going to move everybody along and everybody's going to, they're going to get, they're going to, there's going to be times where people jump on and off of the society train. Some people are going to do things their way and they're going to try to shake it up. That's me, nerdy. I'm all, I don't really want to be, I don't really want to be on a train. I'm going to let that train keep on passing because that ain't really for me. That the, the way that I don't want, let me tell you this. I mowed my, I mowed my yard the other day. I mowed my yard on my own. And I realized, oh, yo, when you was a kid, remember you said that you'll never do this when you, when you got older, when you became an adult, you never would do this. Yeah. That right there made me want to pod, pod harder. That made me want to write, get in the booth and write my well booth well, my office, right? And write the up the second part, which I'm already in progress of writing uh, the second book, right? The first book is this might not be for you. The second book is going to be you may not be fit for this. I'm already in the process because that just kind of reminded me, listen, there's nothing wrong with this, right? And I, and I want to preface that. There's nothing wrong with this. But a, 
a lot of Americans, once you get to a comfortable spot in your life, which is the waiting phase in society, is which is between 30, not so much. I'm going to go 30. I'm going to go 33 to 55. You guys are in a waiting phase to either become supervisors, managers, directors, vice presidents, vice presidents, or whatever the case may be. You are in this waiting phase. And once you get into that waiting phase and then you introduce kids into that, you and your wife, y'all become what we call a suburban family. and Or you just become a family. And that family is literally working to pay bills. And um, if they have a little extra to where they are a little bit more comfortable, they're doing those things. And they might possibly, might, 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 might possibly have some debt because what American doesn't have debt and they're getting by. But when they look at it, if they stop and they do their finances and everything, that's probably a headache there. That's pressure there. What this group talk brought me back to, and I know I said this is a society talk, the society talk, right? It brought me back to that because I was like, it's on different levels. Everything is a different level, but it's still there. It's subtle. We don't really see it, but those of us who do see it, we can't conform to that, and we want to break out of it. And you know that that's what you want to do. You just want to break out of it. And that's where I'm at in my life. I want to break out of it. I've been wanting to break out of it. I feel like I broke out of it a long time ago. It's just I need to do a little something just to get myself there, and that's where I'm working on and That's what I'm working towards. Um I look at it this way, right? Because I had a conversation. And when I say I had a conversation, I had a conversation. I have many of conversations because that's what I do. My podcast, I talk, I talk a lot, okay? But it's all for understanding. I've had tons of experiences in my life and I get on here and I share those experiences with you all and to let you know, listen, I'm not just some guy who just picked up a microphone and was like, yo, let's go for it and let me and let me talk about some imaginary things. No, I'm talking about real life. I'm talking about the things that have I experienced in my life. I'm talking about things that other people have experienced and that they've shared with me in their lives. In this pressure box, right? This pressure box that we have, the balls in your court type of deal. It's all over the place. Why is it that I can't ask you a question about yourself today? I need to know. Why is it that I can't ask you a question about yourself today? I want you to think about that. If somebody asks you about you, why don't you know about you? I'm going to tell you this right now. If I don't know one thing in this world, what I do know is I know who nerdy is. I know who nerdy G is. I know what I stand for. I know what I like. I know what I like to do. I know what I'm about. I know that. Nobody can ask me about me and I get stumped and I don't know have a question or I don't have a response to who I am or what it is that I do in my life. I know about me. You can't ask me about me and I get stumped and I go, uh, 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 well, uh, uh, you know, I work at. No, that's not what you do. That's where you work at. That's not who you are. Who are you? What do you do? What do you stand for? What is life to you? Nerdy knows that but when you hear people who don't know that it's not they're not taking time for themselves but even if sometimes they get aggressive with you that i don't see the problem with that why 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 you need to ask me that i interviewed a guy right and i asked him i was like well tell me a little bit about who you are he was like yo man i'm just here for a job i don't even understand why you need to know all that why are you trying to be all up in my business i was like sir you're on a job interview and i said you're going to be talking to 
my members and I want to make sure that my members are talking to somebody that fits our values. Well, I don't see what you need to know. I don't, I don't see why you need to know anything about me. Well, okay, that's cool. Not a problem. You don't want to share with me. That is totally fine. And for that reason, for that reason, because you don't want to share, you're not fit for this job. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to end this interview. I put the ball in his court and he couldn't even say anything about himself. The fact that you can't tell me about yourself, you can't tell me where you grew up at. You can't tell me what you went to school, where you went to school. You can't tell me, you know, I like to spend time with my kids. I like to go fly drones. I like to watch these type of movies. The fact that you can humanize yourself because that's, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for humans. We're not looking for bodies. One thing that people talk about consumers when they call in a customer service, yo, these people sound like robots, like they're just reading from a script. We don't want that. So if that's not what they want, then that's not what we're going to give them. We're going to give them somebody who's compassionate. We're going to give them somebody who's going to embrace them. We're going to give them somebody who's going to talk, okay? We're going to give them somebody who, who's going to, you know, make an interaction and, and make you feel good once you get off the phone with them. But let's keep it going. Let's keep it past that. It's pressure. There should, be, there should never be pressure on you about you. Nobody should, you should never be feel pressured when somebody asks you about you. Never feel pressured on that whatsoever. Know who you are. Know what you like. Know what you, answer the question. If you can't answer those questions, remember, two minutes in the mirror every morning when you're brushing your teeth or at nighttime when you're brushing your teeth, look, answer those questions yourself. So when somebody asks you those questions, you already know, Okay. Another, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to wrap this up because I don't want to go too long. You guys know I like to be the dead horse or whatever the case may be. But listen, having a baby, let me tell you about this pressure. Having a baby, when your significant other tells you as a man, hey, I'm pregnant. There's a lot of things that run through our mind, a lot of emotions, a lot of, a lot of things that run through our mind. Me personally, right, it was excitement. It was fear. It was, uh, oh, my gosh, it was a plethora of things. Talked to a couple other guys, said they ran through the same thing. But one of the things that we all ran through was the fear. That fear. Said, well, when you said that you were scared, what was you scared of? Well, the pressure of being responsible for somebody else. Trust me, I know about, I know a thing or three about being responsible for somebody else. Now, in my professional career, for the longest, I pushed away responsibility of another human being. I had my son early, but every time a company brought to me and said, Hey, we want you to be a leader of this. I had a similar feeling to when my child's mother told me that she was pregnant. I had a similar feeling of, I don't want to fail. Well, guess what? I got the opportunity to walk away. I got the opportunity to say no. And it's a consistent Men, we can walk away from whatever we want to. We can walk away from whatever we want to. I don't understand, and I promise you this, and I'm not beating up on men, but I don't understand how men don't, I don't understand how a lot of men get those same feelings because I've talked to a ton of men and we get, and they, and they tell me the exact same feelings that they got, you know, in some, some, some situations, right? Even when you think the thought of the possibility that, yo, if this, if shorty could be mine, this is how I feel. Even if shorty could be mine, this is how I feel. It's the same thing as 
me when I knew that shorty was mine and I felt the way. I never thought about, I never thought about that box of pressure because that's what it was. It was a box of pressure dropped at your feet to say, okay, hey, you and your, you and your, you and your person are pregnant. Y'all have a person that is possibly going to come into this world. What are you got? What are you going to do? How are you going to step up? Do you have a job? Do you, do you got money in the bank? Are you educated? Do you feel like the apartment is big enough? Are you going to be ready? Do you know how to change a diaper? All of these things are running through a man's head and he gets to make the choice right there. That pressure box is at his feet. He has the opportunity to say, I'm going to go through, through it. And that's that. If not, he can roll out. Now, when I said I never thought about this from the woman's perspective, the woman got a little bit more options. But I'm pretty sure that women probably go through the exact same thing. They got more options, but those options ain't the, you know. I, I, I couldn't imagine having the options that a woman has to terminate the pregnancy, to keep the baby, to keep the baby and give it up for adoption to keep the baby and give it to a family member and then have that child grow up and be around you and see that like, that's a lot of pressure and a lot of emotion. And you're seeing this, what I've come to, what I've come to learn in these past couple of days or what it came to kick me in my, kick me in my head and reminded me, look nerdy, you're not far off with what you say when it comes to society. But this pressure box of this pressure box that is always dropped at our feet in fear being the biggest thing in that box where now we are scared to fail. You can't look out there and tell me one parent that is not scared to fail. How many parents are feel like they're failures day in and day out? Some parents, you know, some of y'all are arrogant to the point to where y'all think, Everything that you do is golden, but your kid's in therapy, okay? And you're not winning as a, in my opinion, you're not winning as a parent. But parents are scared of failure. So many parents are so scared of failure when they do see failure, they don't acknowledge it. And they make an excuse for it, right? Everybody, the, the failure piece, the failure of fail, the, the fear of failure today is more prominent than it has ever been in in my world or in this world, the world that we live in, everybody's saying that they can't fail. They're saying failure is not an option, but if failure is the greatest teacher, it is an option because you have to hit your head a couple times up against the wall to figure things out. Not because everybody's not going to go want to run to the next person and ask questions. Some people think that they can do this all on their own. Nobody, if anybody tells you that they made it on their own, they're a damn lie. Nerdy, and you can tell them, yo, send them to Nerdy. Nerdy will tell them for you, you a damn lie. You didn't make it by yourself. You had people to help you along the way. When they say, oh, I got it out the mud, you got it out the mud with somebody else. Somebody helped you to get it out the mud. The way that you think, the way that you move about it's because of different experiences in your life you talk to people and once you talk to those people those people have shown you something but the deal is the key is it's the failure piece you're scared to fail but you need somebody else there or you're not going to try something because you don't want to fail <laughs> okay i don't know how to poke a dance but i try i fail at it every time it's okay when i first started playing dominoes when i got my butt beat 
I didn't stop. I kept going. Now I kill anybody on the domino table. Word to mother. You heard? Listen, it's real. You can't be scared to take an L. It's okay to take an L. You're going to learn from it. You're going to do better. You're going to be better from it. Folks, you just got to ride through it. It's not hard. It's not bad. It's a thing. That pressure box, they got that big failure in it, big old failure that makes you not want to try something new, that, that, that makes you, hey, I don't want to look at myself. Listen, Michael Jackson told us way back in the day, look at the man in the mirror. I've been looking at the man in the mirror since then. Well, no, I ain't say that. since I was like 28, I've been looking at the man in the mirror. Reflection has been a thing for a very long time. But now it's hot, but people don't even really want to do it in a way to where, you know, it benefits them. A lot of people lie to themselves. I'm going to tell you this. Don't lie to yourself because once you start believing those lies, your life is going to spiral. You can't tell yourself so many lies that you start believing those lies and, and and you start defending those lies. You understand? Don't lie to yourself. Be honest with yourself and be better to yourself. Self-care means don't lie to yourself. That's part of self-care because if you're lying to yourself, you're doing yourself a disservice. So don't do that, okay? Nerdy's telling you that. Once again, if somebody thinks I'm bugging, send them my way. We have a conversation. I'm all for it. This pressure box full of failure, you muting up and not knowing anything about yourself, not acceptable. Not acceptable, people. You should always know about yourself. Don't let this pressure box of failure keep you keep, keep you from doing something amazing in your life. Don't let it keep you from exploring and experiencing life. Listen, think I want to go parasailing? Nope, but I did. <laughs> okay? You think I want to swim in the caverns at first? No, not really. But once I did it, I was like, yo, <laughs> guess what? I've been to like three different underground caverns. So, yeah. Okay? You got to try something. Don't let the fear stop you. Don't let this pressure box. Don't let this, oh, well, no, I got to think this, I got to think. No, don't let it. Don't let it do you. Be stronger. Be be set in who you are. Don't lie to yourself. Say yes more. When your homie say, yo, I want to go out. Yo, I want to go out. I want to go hang out. I want to go do some Thursday night football. Don't be like, well, you know, I got the kids. Find a way. Get out. Say yes. Because. At the end of life, what we don't want is you don't want to be on your deathbed if you make it there, right? If you make it to your deathbed, you don't want to look back and not have memories. The biggest thing in life is memories. So take your time and create many memories with your family, with your friends, with the people that you care about, with the people that you may not care about. Create memories. Y'all know I'm not going to be the dead horse. I said that a couple minutes ago. But uh, here I am, man. I can go. I can go on and on. I really want to do this. I'm. A, I probably I'm going to revisit this later in the future, probably with a with a guest or whatnot. And we're going to kind of go back and forth. Listen, the, um, new show coming, man. I got. This is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get into the music, and I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna close out the show. That's what I'm gonna do. So sit back, listen to the song. Y'all know what it is, nerdy. Let's do this. <laughs>
All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's back. It's your guy, Nerdy. Yeah, yeah, Under Pressure. Under Pressure by Queen. Yeah, I, I dropped it on you. Listen, it's been around. Pressure is always around. How you going to come out of that? What you going to do with that pressure box when it's at your feet? It's up to you. I'm not going to tell you what to do. It's up to you. Everybody got to make choices in life. How you going to, how you going to, you know, live with those choices? That's on you. Nerdy ain't got to live with those choices. Nerdy's going to make his own choices. But, um. Like I said, that's that's what it is. Thank y'all for tuning in. It's been another wonderful episode. I do believe. Yo, drop me a comment. Leave me some. Leave me something. Talk to me. Listen. Talk to me on the Facebook page. Talk to me on Instagram page. Talk to me on Twitter. We there, man. Nerdy's umbrella. We doing more, bigger, better things, right? Nerdy's umbrella merch. You can go get it. It's the store. I'm gonna put the link in the description. Go grab you something. It's not only just a bunch of things that say Nerdy's Umbrella. It's some real fly gear over there. Go check them out. I got crop top hoodies for the ladies. And y'all know that hoodie season is amongst us. And then also, too, don't forget to go pick up Oh, Not old. Well, <laughs> yeah. Go grab Oh, That's Random wherever you can get it at. On any DSP, right? Go get the platform. Spotify, Apple Music, all that good old stuff, right? But also, too, be sure to go pick up my book. This may not be for you. And be on the lookout for the sequel to that. You may not be fit for this. And uh, it's a breakdown. Got some new stuff coming. I did tell you I got some new stuff coming. What I mean when I got some new stuff coming, we got a whole new show coming. I want you guys to tune in. I was going to be literally guest-based, uh, linked up with a bunch of good people that I think you guys are liking, that you guys will enjoy. And I hope you do become fans of theirs as well. And uh, just right now, I want to actually shout out to Skinny the Boxer, and then I also want to shout out to Lonely Diamond Podcast, right? So if you don't know about Lonely Diamond Podcast, go check them out. 
I promise you, you won't be upset. Uh, when you listen, you like them. Uh, until next time, once again, I am your host, your guy, the one and only Nerdy G, and I'm out.